Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Y'all miss me? How y'all doing this evening? Welcome to the Hushbo Black Forum. You got me, the Hushbo, driving the train again. Hey, it's uh, May 31st, y'all. The Hushbo's been on a little r for the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, trying to recharge, as they say. I'm ready to get back into, into, the, into the fray, as they say. Facebook friends, how y'all doing? Let me send y'all a shout out here. Hey, my Facebook friends, how y'all doing? <laughs> Welcome uh, to the Hushbo Black Forum. We back. It's been a uh, couple of weeks. Got a great, great show tonight. So much is going on. You know what we do out here, y'all. We uh, advocate for ju- social justice for Americans of African descent. On behalf of Americans of African descent, not because we don't love everybody. Now we love everybody. Just uh, happen to be a uh, part of that community, and uh, by extension. Wow. Hey, uh, the weather done broke here in the ATL, y'all. Yeah, we come to you on Blog Talk Radio, y'all, from Atlanta, Georgia, from the ATL. Y'all been checking my new book out, Racism and Hate, an American uh, Reality. Y'all better check that book out. It's powerful insight into uh, this income inequality uh, conversation that's going on. <laughs> hey. This stuff is crazy, y'all. We got to be <laughs> paying attention. Wow, look like the, uh, well, the Heat, Miami Heat, they got it done already. That was, that was a pretty good series. I thought we, uh, the Hawks should have beat uh, Indiana, but uh, Heat, uh, uh, the Heat blew my mind there last night. Wow. Look, I, I really, yeah, I'd rather see a matchup of uh, Oklahoma City in the, in the Heat. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they can beat the Spurs. <laughs> they got to beat the Spurs two games in a row now. What is that thing? Three two. So that that's going to be a tall order for a young for a young team like uh, like uh, Oklahoma City. Now they 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 got some horses, but it's going to be a tall order to beat those Spurs. Spurs is cagey, cagey old uh, professionals. Tim Duncan been around like a hundred years. Tony Parker ninety, <laughs> and they uh, they still uh, playing at a real uh, high level. Both of them are still playing at a real high level. Uh, it's amazing. But uh, y'all. Uh, Keeping up with this VA scandal, 
Well, that presidency is a tough job. <laughs> every, every time, every time you think you uh, <laughs> can kind of kick back for a, a couple of months, winding down your uh, administration, some other junk jump off. It's a never-ending 24-7, 365-a-day-per-year uh, uh, job. <laughs> that's, just the, that's just the nature of the beast. That's just the nature of the beast, y'all. <laughs> that presidency is a tough, 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 tough job. Uh Especially uh, now that we got uh, this president, this uh, president of African descent, uh, he's uh, <laughs> he, he's uh, uh, swimming upstream against his own uh, his own uh, uh, people. People don't like to talk about it. A lot of that thing is uh, has to do with uh, my new book, Racism and Hate in America. We already talking about. Uh, how uh, it's up to 25 to 30% of the country don't like uh, this uh, president because of his race. Making it damn near impossible uh, to govern. <laughs> Making it damn near impossible to govern just because uh, of his race. It's the darnest thing I've seen uh, in uh, almost 70 years of uh, <laughs> uh, life here in this uh, good old uh, U.S. of A. Not to be ex- uh, unexpected, I, uh, first of all, you know, I never, as a, <laughs> all my, most of my adult life, believe that I'd ever see uh, a, a black president. And at the same time, knew that if we did get one, uh, he was going to run into a headwind of good old-fashioned American racism. I knew that for a fact. Going in, uh, uh, we uh, got a great show tonight, y'all. Talking about uh, uh, this economic inequality, boy, that thing's uh, uh, flared up and become uh, Republicans trying to keep uh, coming up with uh, everything else, the Benghazi, this, and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, some uh, other thing here. But then uh, the VA, the VA scandal been going around. Hey, listen, I'm a 100% disabled Vietnam Purple Heart veteran. Ain't none of them got nothing on me. That VA uh, uh, has been having problems since uh, the day that I uh, started dealing with it in 1967. So this ain't no new phenomenon that uh, the VA has screwed up. And, they, and since uh, Seki, Seki uh, uh, did uh, uh, improve a lot of uh, things, that, that um, uh, monstrosity of uh, uh a bureaucracy while he was there. Now they were standing for him to go myself either. I mean, because he had got to be uh, a lightning rod, like he said himself, uh, a distraction 
to uh, what needs to be done to uh, correct the problem. But uh, that's a big, tough problem, y'all. That VA scandal is a big problem. I know I've dealt with the VA all my, <laughs> since I got wounded in Vietnam in 1966. I know. Uh, first of all, here in Atlanta, uh, the VA here uses already every uh, doctors and outside doctors from Piedmont, this and that. This is not going to be as simple as just allowing uh, the veterans to opt to uh, some outside source to get service. All those outside sources is busy. <laughs> There's just a shortage of doctors, y'all, and nurses. Hey, those outside sources is busy. You're going to get on the way to land for them, too. <laughs> hey, it, it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, with, uh, with that said, I, I think that the uh, uh, Shinseki had to uh, resign uh, uh, to get a new, uh, fresh uh, 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 set of eyes in there. Someone who uh, has got some energy. Someone new to the job. Because another thing, in five years of trying to correct uh, that monstrosity, will burn you out. And uh, you might have a tendency to uh, over, to uh, be less alert at uh, some of the things that's going on under you or around you. Yeah, so I, I – uh, but uh, now uh, the Republicans, as always, is trying to uh, politicize uh, the thing. And actually, uh, with them, it stops with uh, – President Obama. <clears throat> uh, everything stopped with the president. The bucks got to stop with the president. It's just the nature of our of uh, our uh, 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 system of government. Everything stopped with the, uh, uh, the president. We know that. Uh, there is no reason for. Uh, uh, the politicization of uh, this uh, tragedy, uh, this um, it's, it's almost uh, 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 un-American, as they say, <clears throat> to try to make political hay of it. It's almost un-American, in my mind. Yeah, it's un-American. It's just a fact. It is un-American what these people are doing. Uh, wow. Just as the husband gets started here, y'all. Hey, y'all. Uh, we're going to... What time is it here? It's about 11 after 7, y'all, in ATL. Uh, another hot day here, those guys. Somewhere, I don't, I don't know if that thing was right. I had a reading of my uh, thermometer in my car. South side temperature of 93 here in Atlanta today. Wow. Hey, y'all be careful out there. You know, these folks, especially your old folks <laughs> like me, uh, uh, be careful out there that uh, he, oh, no, no kidding. He uh, strokes a serious uh, business, especially for old uh, senior citizens in the South. <laughs> hey, y'all don't know. 
Uh, we trying to uh, we trying to uh, get a ball a, a, a win down in Miami. Uh, we don't know here. We we oh yeah, we got to run here, so we we good to go. Yeah, there you go. We got to run there now for the little distance uh, between us. With the Braves, they've been playing on ball here. Well, they've uh, been doing, but has not been playing ball. That? Boom, that guy made a good hit there. Hey, y'all, the Hushmos, uh, you know, we do uh, sports out there, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do sports out there, too, y'all. Hey. <laughs> we are multitask. Trying to get uh, some updated uh, stuff here for y'all. Updated equipment. I don't know. I think... Trying to figure out. Wow. Uh, the ball got away. Wow. Well, I don't know, y'all. We we look like we might we might have a win here. We, we'll have to see. But uh, boom! That certainly was a good bunch by Pena. It was a great bunt. Yeah, we might beat uh, the Marlins. Hey, we always have a tough uh, uh, time with the uh, Miami Marlins for some reason. That what threw the ball away. You can't throw the ball away. Uh, this is a ninth, but we need we need all the runs we can get. That's we notorious for giving the games away. Well, in the late innings here lately. Donald Sterling uh, just won't go away, y'all. Y'all been keeping up with that? The Sterling uh, 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 saga out in uh, L.A.? I think he's uh, trying to run a game on people. He not allowed his wife to sell that team for $2 billion. He ain't going to turn that $2 billion down. But then he turned around after uh, 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 <laughs> he told his wife to sell the team for $2 billion. Get that. And sue the NBA for another billion. So he's trying to come out of the thing with three billion dollars. Uh, uh, but uh, that ain't gonna work, uh, Donald. I don't think that's gonna work because they gonna see uh, right through your scheme. Any any kind of the court, they gonna see through a scheme, y'all. I believe. I mean, how can you uh, claim to? Uh, how can you claim to? Uh, Uh, not want to uh, sell the team, but tell your wife to sell it. Well, he told me he had to sell that team. He had to sell that team. They bylaws that he he says he was in. Uh, they say he was in. Uh, uh, had ran afoul of the, uh, the NBA's bylaws. They even, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, by uh, making some of the derogatory uh, comments that he made. And, uh, no matter that it was in private, it got to the public, uh, filtered into the public domain. Hey. <laughs> it's filtered into the public domain. When the, uh, it got uh, all over social media. Hey, that was a black eye to uh, the NBA's uh, brand. I can see the argument. I can see the argument. It's definitely old, too. Uh, they're brilliant. 
I don't know. I think you see now. I don't necessarily be a racist. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Come on, boy. We need a ball in the air to get another run here. Hey, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls, y'all. We'll be right back. You got me the hush, bro, while driving this train uh, back uh, uh, at you again. Uh, 531 here, y'all. May coming up on June, June, uh, Juneteenth next month, y'all. All y'all uh, Texasonians. <laughs> Juneteenth. What is Juneteenth? There's something about the Texans out there, the uh, slaves out there in Texas. They know that they have been emancipated or the war is actually over. And uh, I don't know, some. Uh, <laughs> Six months after the thing went in, but something around until June, around late June of uh, 1865, I guess. They found, found, the word finally got to Texas. Remember, this was before the airplane. <laughs> this was before the automobile, so, you know, news traveled uh, kind of slow. Uh, from Washington, D.C. to Texas. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, We'll be right back, y'all. Y'all hang in there. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
I got it on one of the. Okay, change the number. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace. That it could be aliens that uh, 
got that plane, yeah. Now, if it's aliens, wow. Um, well, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's something, uh, 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 something like that, we all in trouble. So, uh, we're just for now. Uh, go with the assumption that it's uh, somewhere <laughs> either landed on dry land or crashed on dry land or uh, is uh, is in uh, the bottom of uh, the uh, ocean somewhere. Somewhere that's a big vast ocean now. That ocean is big. Uh, we. Uh, We'd be glad when this game's on. We done scored nine runs on base half. So <laughs> we we are dealing tonight. Oh yeah, we dealing tonight. Got a uh um for you tonight. We're going to take a quick look at uh, a new uh, piece of work by uh, a young journalist for uh, the Atlantic uh, magazine. Uh, Here, uh, this month's edition uh, of the uh, Atlantic magazine. uh, We um Tanisi Coates. Um The Case for Reparations is the title of it. He uh looked at uh, the plight of uh America's African descent and uh did this uh, outstanding uh, uh essay uh looking at it. Uh I uh urge everybody to uh to check it out. Tanisi Coates, The Case for Reparations in this month, the June edition of the Atlantic Magazine. You can find the Atlantic Magazine on uh, most of your uh, upper-scale magazine stands. You ain't going to find it in the hood. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> well, but who it is, you ain't going to find it. But uh, go to uh, some of your nice newsstands or go on the Internet and just uh, download it. It's what I did. It's a great, great article. He uh, is chronicling uh, uh, the story, the plight, the journey of uh, one Mr. Clyde Ross, who was born in, you know, around my famous time, 1923. My parents was before him. Uh, he migrated to uh, Chicago, migrated to the north from Mississippi to uh, uh, Illinois, ran into uh uh, the same Jim Crow <laughs> restrictions in Illinois that he had in Mississippi, only in a different, uh, different uh, setting, a different type of uh, setting. All but dealing with uh, real estate, the uh, uh, turning over of uh, uh, fake uh, deeds to uh, 
the houses that uh, uh, the buyer can afford and never uh, 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 paid it, uh, any uh, equity into the thing. And this was a big uh, a scam that was going on up in uh, Chicago that Clyde Ross, this thing went on, y'all, until the 70s here. <laughs> and uh, um, Lawndale, uh, uh, Illinois, one of the Chicago suburbs. Uh, but yeah, he's got an interesting story though. He's got a story to tell, much like my family here in Georgia. I mean, we need more of uh, our uh, community, our citizens, America's African descent, to tell their story, write their story down, let everybody know uh, their family's journey here in this country. Let everybody put it on record. I love it that uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Clyde Ross shared his story uh, uh, with us. Yeah, we, we, hey, that's why I made it a point to uh, uh, get my family story down on, on paper as best I, can, I could. That was my motivation for uh, uh, writing it because uh, this case of reparation is a serious case that we can't just, uh, 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 you know, let people uh, talk about it in a, 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 a kind of crazy way, like it's some kind of disease, <laughs> some kind of uh, crazy uh, 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 scheme that uh, black folks are trying to dream up. Hey, uh, that's not the case at all, y'all. That's not the case at all. Uh, Americans of African descent, my family, any of those who uh, was born prior to 1954 directly was injured by uh, the Jim Crow laws of the South, the separate equal laws that classic codified in the national law uh, in, 19, uh, in 1896 in that classic Asia. We uh, was injured by that economically. A whole uh, class of Americans was injured by that. Period. We should have got the uh, Financial reparation in 1954, when Brown set aside the uh, separate equal laws that placed the hell into place. They tried to just make that about uh, school integration. When Brown set aside the separate equal laws of Plessy, that uh, brought all kinds of other, uh, that brought direct 14th Amendment uh, rights violation into play throughout the society, in the workplace, in the school place, in the public building place, and every place. When uh, Brown set aside those separate equal laws, that Plessy, Plessy wasn't about no school integration, and necessarily it was about taking away Mr. Plessy's uh, 14th Amendment rights when they drug him off that uh, uh, train down there in uh, Louisiana. When they drug him off that train down there and locked him up in the jail cell by himself, removing him out of uh, white society. <laughs> Hey, this uh, reparation is a serious. Uh, it's a serious argument. That's a serious argument we've got to uh, make, and the demand, uh, in fact, reparation from the excuse me, uh, but you know what? Something is still blooming in my yard, and I am that's most that's most something from uh, hey. Hey, fever, but uh, and I got a big yard, y'all. 
another Marie's and trees. <laughs> but the different things bloom just about the whole year. I own it. We uh Wow, we trying to get this game away. We trying to get this game away. Hey y'all, we're gonna take another quick uh break for the uh calls here. We'll be right back. You got me in the hush mo. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace. Wow.
Another way of uh, life. 
if you will, planning it, but yet running into more uh, barriers in the north. In the north. I contend in my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, where I chronicle uh, the Cameron clan, that's my family, y'all, uh, their history here in Georgia, which go back uh, over 200, uh, over 250 years, y'all, so before Georgia was a state, when it was a colony, uh, we were here. We're indigenous to the United States of America, period. I don't understand when I say that. A lot of them don't. But, yeah, we was here uh, when the founding fathers was putting the country together. Uh, we, my people, was here uh, as slaves. <laughs> we <laughs> doesn't change the reality of our uh, existence here in this country before it was uh Before it was a, a country, we, uh, uh, it was a British colony. We lived under the King of England. That's uh, just a fact. We lived under uh, the King of England. When it all, when, when it, when, <laughs> when it all uh, shakes out. When this whole thing shakes out, uh, we are no more than a subject of the king. It was a king, uh, George. It was around at that time. Hey, we got a call in, y'all. 1-888-588-3814. If you want to reach the host tomorrow, we, we don't take many calls. We will from time to time. We, we don't, uh, we like to talk out. What we do out here on uh, the National Black Forum is uh, advocate for social justice uh, on behalf of Americans of African descent. Our model is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and if, and if necessary, uh, we'll do it louder uh, than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Uh, we don't like to uh, get loud. We like to keep everything uh, on an even keel best we can, but I mean, this is crazy what's going on in the country. They're attacking the president and the first lady. <laughs> uh, a lot of that stuff is racism, y'all. You know, I'm going to call it like I see it. I'm going to call it the way it is. <laughs> it's the T-I-T. <sighs> yeah, that's just a fact. When you got when you're a minority, powerful minority, we are an indigenous minority to uh, the country, uh, built the country uh, <laughs> uh, as uh, as slaves. My people did. They had a value. Uh, this reparation thing, uh, it, it, those are, uh, my book, I got a formula. Now, I, I was listening to uh, 
Natisha Coates, and uh, he was on the Melissa Harris, Melissa uh, Harris Perry's uh, show Saturday. On Saturday, come on, Saturday on MSNBC at ten o'clock. Melissa uh, Harris Perry uh, had him on talking about his new uh, article that he had in the Atlantic magazine, the big sophisticated northern uh, magazine, you know that uh, that Atlantic uh, magazine is. Uh, so he got a lot of play. This great article. Uh, her question was what. Most black people can see that there's a, uh, a case for reparation, but they uh, get hung up on what kind of, uh, how would you be able to put a price tag on it? Well, I, a, a fair question. I, I uh, came up with a formula in my book, Racism and Hate and American Reality, that did uh, 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 place a value on uh, 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 each slave, each <laughs> Each descendant of uh, the slaves, I mean, the ones that suffered uh, under the, the uh, separate equal laws after 1865. Uh, 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 I based on it, I, I use the formula here and how I came up with it. It's just it's a lot to it. First of all, it's a moral sin to enslave uh, 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 the uh, uh, human, like uh, the the slavery that went on here in this country, it's a moral sin. That's from a moral take. Uh, those slaves uh, had a value. The 500,000 slaves, including my ancestors here in the state of Georgia, uh, uh, when that Civil War was over, they, in 1860, they had a value to the state of Georgia and to the slave owners. They not only had a, a value to the uh, slave owner who had classified those humans as property, they had a value to the state of Georgia of some $315 million in taxes. So they had a dual value. They were the most valuable piece of property uh, uh, in the state, more valuable than the land itself. More valuable than that land itself, the state of Georgia collected more money off of the slaves than they collected off of the land. So what happened to that that value? Now you, you remember the story in the in the Bible, the Israelites, the Hebrews, when they when they, when they uh, came up out of Egypt, they were promised land. They got land. So they, they was going to get something of value, real estate. That's all a man upstairs uh, have to give. Man, his real estate didn't pay. You talk about physical thing. I mean, he gave him his soul. His Christ spirit. He didn't steal his Christ spirit in all of them. I mean, you can't give him no more than that. He ain't physical uh, talking about like that. His land divided up the real estate of the earth to possess and live on. That's that. He, so here, here the slave get back to the five hundred thousand uh, ex slaves here in Georgia who was emancipated come eighteen sixty five. They ain't got no value. <laughs> they don't. They have very. They have neat. Uh, they can't collectively put the 
signature uh, uh, together and take it to anywhere and get that $315 million worth of value from uh, uh, that the state was collecting off of them. They should be able to borrow it. Surely they had the labor was uh, 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 worth that. They did 95% of the labor in the state of Georgia, all the skilled jobs. But they were penniless, uh, and native, uh, up to 85% of illiterate or more. They, they, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, the Republicans, the radical Republicans, as they were known to call at that time, they had uh, devised a plan for those, some five million, they said, four and a half, but I say five million uh, slaves who were emancipated here in this country. They had uh, devised a plan uh, to give those those, uh, newly crowned American citizens Three things, some real estate, an education, maybe not in that order, and a a small amount of capital. An education, real estate, and a small amount of capital. Those were the three things that Abraham Lincoln and the Republicans had decided through consultation with the abolitionists and all kinds of other groups, including Frederick Douglass and uh, uh, the highest mans in the country during that war uh, tried to come up with a plan and uh, uh, figure out just what uh, the society would look like after that war was over and some 5 million ex-slaves was uh, injected into uh, white society. How, what would it take to uh, uh, ease that uh, transition, if you will? They had told him, Frederick Douglass, he had told him three things, an education, real estate to live on, and uh, a small amount of capital. Abraham Lincoln, the Republicans, thought it was a great idea, thought it was a great idea. Uh, When the war was over, sure enough. They passed the Southern Homestead Act. Most people, um, most people don't know anything about the Southern Homestead Act. It acted in 1866. The Southern Homestead Act, fellas, was equivalent to uh, the Hebrews' promised land, the land of Canaan. It was equivalent to the Hebrews promised land, the land of Canaan. It's what the Fort, it's what the Southern Homestead Act was uh, equivalent to in the minds of, in the lives of um, some five million uh, ex-slaves uh, here in the country. In the Southern Homestead Act passed by Congress, the Congress of the United States in 1866, set aside 46 million acres of real estate for, expressly for, 
the ex-slaves so that they could have some land to live on that they could call their own and integrate into the society on a much more uh, 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 on a much more equal footing in terms of uh, their uh, economic status, if you will, still they poor and ignorant. That's how the Homestead Act, uh, uh, folks. <laughs> the Jim Crow laws of the society of the South. Uh, 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 caused uh, 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 the majority, 43 million of that uh, uh, land to be given back to the government without being distributed to the uh, uh, people who it was intended. The Jim Crow laws beat uh, the American African out of that promised land. They repealed, that thing stayed on the books uh, uh, for 10 years, y'all. And for all kinds of Jim Crow reasons, uh, the people never acquired the, the, that uh, real estate, 46 million acres. 46 million acres of uh, land. Out of the 46 million acres over the 10 years, 3 million acres uh, was distributed, and uh, 43 million of that uh, acres of that property went back to the federal government. That's that uh, one act, that one act more than any single thing else uh, uh, has to do uh, with the economic inequality between whites in this country and, and American Africans in this country today. That one single uh, act of denial of real estate to uh, the ex-slaves who had worked out uh, 250 years, denial of value uh, uh, to them of uh, real estate value, uh, uh, set us, uh, kept us um, uh, in an uh, uh, inferior uh, economic position until this day. It is it's to this day, uh, that denial of the 46 million acres that was set aside in the Southern Homestead Act that now, through the separate equal Jim Crow laws uh, of the uh, 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 South at that time, uh, prevented uh, our economic uh, uh, development on a uh, higher level, on a higher uh, economic level. Yeah. We don't know if we'd have been equal. Certainly, we wouldn't be behind by 20 to 1. No way. Certainly, we wouldn't be behind by no 20 to 1. We'd be this conversation we're having today where uh, 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 the economic inequality, uh, the, uh, the wealth gap is so far uh, disproportionate that uh, you could drive a, uh, a whole plant, uh, the whole country through it. Uh, it's ridiculous and it's, uh, it has a lot to do with uh, uh, the separate equal laws that uh, was put in place after 1865 uh, that uh, took away 14th Amendment rights throughout the, uh, the society. Uh, so what we talk about, uh, we talk about in our book, Racism and Hate. Y'all check it out. Check my website out, hushmoblack.com. 
go there and uh, check my blog out, like it on Facebook, and uh, check my book out. It's a uh, it's great uh, food for thought for uh, uh, the economic uh, uh, inequality conversation and the reparation argument, because I do put a, a price tag on it and I have a formula for uh, uh, figuring it out. Uh, it works out, by the way, in 1954 to about $10 million uh, uh, per person in 1954. I believe seriously that uh, all uh, Americans of African descent uh, born prior to 1954 was directly injured and uh, have a claim for uh, uh, reparations. They belong to a class of Americans who was injured by uh, the state. That's just a fact, y'all. That ain't no nothing uh, angry about uh, my argument. That's just a fact. And we got to keep that argument in. We got to keep it into uh, the conversation. Uh, I, I think Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Natisi Coates. <laughs> I love him for his work. A young brother out of uh, out of uh, I believe he's out of Brooklyn, New, uh, New York, did a fantastic job of bringing uh, of bringing uh, Tennessee. Uh, I, I always mispronounce his name. Tennessee Coates. Uh, uh, yeah, did a great, great job. Chicago, yo. I, I've got I've got a book. I'm worried about Chicago. <laughs> We're not worried. It's such a diverse uh, uh, city. I mean, it's got all kinds of uh, different uh, vibes up there in that place. I mean, but my goodness, you got blacks getting killed like crazy, teen violence, and it's just a crazy place, you know. Some side of town, the beautiful people love it. And I, I, I never been able to understand that city. I've been there a couple of times. Uh, got good friends from there, but I, uh, he painted a crazy picture here with the Mr. Clyde Ross trying to deal with the, the housing uh, in Lawndale. Uh, Illinois back then in the fifties, huh? That's the I think it went on almost uh nineteen seventy uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. It's a powerful uh a piece of uh evidence for my uh, reparations claim, yeah. Yeah, it's this thing pe- people don't realize. We got to realize now. <clears throat> this is not something uh, we have to relitigate. This has already been litigated. Uh, uh, that's what uh, Charles Hamilton Houston and that <laughs> legal team of the NAACP did. <laughs> they litigated it for twenty something years <laughs> or more. Uh, yeah. To set aside the uh, Jim Crow laws, uh, we didn't step forward and petition that court. 
uh, we didn't step forward and petition that court for financial reparations in 1954 for uh, a lot of different reasons. One of them being that uh, pressure was put on Thurgood Marshall not to do so because it might anger uh, somebody in the South. Might be more racial unrest. This is 1954. Hell, they were still hanging people in Mississippi and blowing up churches in Alabama all the way up to the, uh, the, the through the civil rights movement all the way to the 60s. So that that uh, so we we uh, as a group as a community uh, the masses was that. Uh, uh, did not uh, fully uh, understand uh, the uh, magnitude of, of what had just happened when the, that Brown decision went down. They uh, didn't step up to demand that uh, all of the all of the uh, electricians and uh, the plumbers and uh, uh, whatever, uh, uh, all of the trade skill uh, of people who have been denied access to the various trade unions had a case we uh, should have stepped up and demanded uh, uh, reparation at that time for the denial of uh, their uh, 14th Amendment rights by uh, excluding them out of uh, those trade unions. It uh, harmed us greatly that we were not uh, part of uh, those unions economically here, uh, you know, all over the South, not only just the South, but the whole country. there was a discrimination in the trade unions and in the, in the workplace, the straight up workplace, uh, the blue collar jobs, the white collar jobs are just about non-existence because of uh, the separate equal laws here in, uh, in, the, in the South. That harmed us economically for, you know, a hundred years after uh, the Civil War was over. We, we got to demand uh, reparation. We deserve reparation. We were injured. It's not no wealth redistribution scheme. This is uh, uh, the nine uh, folks that filed that claim in 2009 in uh, Connecticut, the nine farmers, they filed that uh, uh, based on uh, discrimination in the workplace, based on their color. And that's what we're talking about, uh, discrimination in the workplace based on our color. <laughs> Only, uh, we're talking about discrimination in the workplace across <laughs> all... <laughs> All of the workplace in the country, based on our color. After 90 years, uh, after the after the Fourteenth uh, Amendment rights, uh, the Fourteenth Amendment was put in place. And we uh, we got to uh, uh, we deserve and I do financial reparations for that uh, uh, injustice. We. Uh, uh, any American who happened to sit belonged to a class of Americans who uh, was injured directly. If we won the case, now we uh, need uh, the Attorney General uh, to petition uh, the Supreme Court on our behalf. Uh, we need to uh, go there uh, with about 100,000 uh, signatures to uh, uh, ask the President to take a look into it and see how best uh, we can uh, uh, get that done. That I mean, we we're talking about today. Uh, uh, Americans of African descent, born prior to 1954. You're talking about what 10, 10 to 15, 10 to uh, 12 million people. You know, 10 million dollars a piece. We, you know, I'll uh, sell for that. I'll sell for that. 
that's not even growing the interest on the dollar from 1954 to now. Uh, I'll sell for that. That money's going. That's that's not that much money either. That's under two billion dollars. I mean, uh, let's let's do the math. I did the math in my book. Y'all go check it out. Uh, racism and hate in American reality. They was talking about. Uh, we uh, couldn't come up with it. Yes, we can. I came up with one. I came up with one. My people were worth $300 million in taxes to the state of Georgia, plus another double that to the, uh, the so-called uh, slave owners. But anyway, uh, that value disappeared when the war was over. We had an intrinsic value. Our labor uh, was our value, and they had it valued at $315 million in the state of Georgia. It's about $650 per person if you drive it over 500000 that was here in the state, y'all. That money appreciated all the way up to $10 million uh, in $1954. I continue. I continue. They, uh, that alone, the value of the 46 million acres that they uh, 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 took from uh, my people. Hey, and that's fair. I mean, uh, uh, they gave the uh, they gave the uh, they gave the uh, the Wall Street Bellow. They gave it back eight hundred billion dollars. Let's do the math, yeah. Let's see if we can do some math. Yeah. We figure this thing out for them. this ain't no this ain't rocket science. We ain't talking about no wealth redistribution. We're talking about a dead old that we're trying to collect on. We're talking about a dead old that we're trying to collect on, y'all. We ain't talking about no wealth. These poor people ain't got no money to be redistributing it. We're talking about the government. The government print money. They printed money to bail out Wall Street. They printed money to bail out Detroit. They can print money to uh, pay, the, pay their debts. That that been uh, owed for uh, over a hundred years now. That debt's been owed for over a hundred years. We uh. I've got to, uh, we have got to, uh, keep up the, uh, keep up the pressure.
robbed of their uh, promised land is uh, is not a big deal. <clears throat> and one thing about uh, those 10 million Americans of Africa said, they're going to turn around and put that money back into the economy. They're going to grow. You're going to see the economy grow. You're going to see the economy grow. A hundred million dollars worth. <laughs> hey, uh, we got to keep on uh, keeping on and uh, making our voices heard and telling our uh, family story, telling our people's uh, story, telling our journey here in this country, which uh, uh, go back uh, further than uh, any other group of uh citizens here. We go back further than any other group of uh, Americans in the country. We came here with the <laughs> somebody said we didn't come with the Mayflower. Hey, we, we was here early. Uh, make no mistake about it. We were here early. And uh, uh, we just want y'all to know We just want you to know that uh, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> we are not going anywhere. Uh, we ain't going back to Africa, and we ain't going back to the plantation. So uh, all uh, <laughs> the hate, all the uh, all the uh, uh, folks out there uh, who man, who man. Uh, <laughs> We ain't going nowhere. Uh, we've got to um, demand justice. We've got to demand our justice here, y'all. We can't. Everybody's got to stand up. And uh, uh, first of all, we got to get out and vote this uh, November. It's important. It's important for all uh, uh, blacks to get out there and vote this uh, November, y'all. I'm sorry, everybody has got to get out and vote, especially those in Georgia and my state and my home state. We've got to get out because we've got to change. Uh, 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 we've got to change uh, something at the top, and we got an excellent chance of changing the government, governorship, and getting a, a democratic senator in the Congress. Uh, we've got to do those things. We've got to change those two positions. Uh, it's a it's a shame. That uh, state uh, uh, with the diversity that Georgia's uh, has uh, have a, a entirely Republican uh, uh, <laughs> statewide uh, uh, sem- uh, bunch of uh, Republicans. Now something's wrong with there's a lot of gerrymandering has went on uh, to allow that to occur. Y'all, we've got to reverse that trend. There's just too many. Uh, uh, people of uh, uh, color in the state to allow the Republicans uh, to dominate uh, the politics like uh, they've been doing. Things are changing. Things are changing uh, because uh, things like this, uh, things like this uh, uh, affordable health care law, that, that thing is affecting a lot of Americans, uh, blue, black, green, whatever color, here in Georgia, 600,000 Georgians are being deprived of health care because this Republican governor will not expand Medicaid. 
to allow them access to affordable health care that they've already paid for, that the federal government, we, the state of Georgia, the citizens of Georgia have already paid into that fund, and the federal government wants to give it back to the state so that the state of Georgia's citizens can uh, uh, access their uh they're a, a federal uh, a right to uh, affordable health care. It's just a shame, you know? It is a shame that uh, uh, we allow the citizens of Georgia. That's a lot, 600,000, that's a lot of white folks, yeah. That's 400,000 white folks who don't make $38,000 and can't afford to uh, uh, get on the health care exchange because of uh, uh, the, uh, the governor, the Republicans won't expand. Uh, Medicaid. Something's wrong with that. This is not a black and white thing. This is a pocket uh, book issue. This is a a right uh, affordable health care in this country uh, uh, issue. This ain't just about black people. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We've got a uh, segment over in the Republican Party. It's a dangerous uh, segment of that party, minority segment, but a dangerous segment of that party would destroy uh, this uh, country (laughs) before they uh, do anything to uh, uh, make it look as though this uh, president has done uh, something good for the country. It's just crazy, uh, all because of the color of this man's skin and race and uh, uh, entrenched in the uh, quite a large number of uh, Americans here, you know, 25, 30%. That's 60, 70,000 people who's a real and against, who's hogging uh, 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 up the functioning of uh, our government. We gotta change that. We better be engaged. Uh, get engaged. That's my motto. Get engaged. That's my motto. Get engaged. Everybody. We need everybody to uh, uh, bear this cross, if you will. Everybody needs to bear this cross of uh, fighting for uh, economic inequality, economic equality. Everybody needs to uh, get out there and we make some noise. Like I said, I don't see no way. Uh, we got to work hard, no doubt. We got to do everything we can on our own to create businesses, to create wealth, to uh, circulate uh, dollars within our neighborhood. That's what Malcolm X was preaching 50 years ago. But yeah, we, everybody has got to step it up a notch. And get engaged with uh, what's going on. Not just for you know, not just for yourself. I mean, you may be like Herman Cain. Herman Cain is rich. You can't see the forest from the trees. Oh yeah. I mean, he's rich, <clears throat> but it's not for uh, uh, it's 41 million Americans of African descent who uh, is not rich, who got caught up, whose ancestors got caught up in this. Uh, 
this political purgatory that was in place for some 90 years here in the country. That's the way I got caught up in this political purgatory, which was uh, the Jim Crow, seven equal laws of uh, this country. That harmed uh, them and their families uh, economically to the point that uh, um, we're at the bottom of an economic totem pole today. And people can't uh, can't can't come to grips with, considering uh, they can't come to grips with why <laughs> everything is everything now. Why are you crying about uh, being uh, 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 beat up on uh, so long ago? <laughs> you got a black president, uh, this, that, and the other. Why are you crying? Hey, uh, yeah. Check my book out, yeah. Racism and Hate in American Reality. Uh, chronicling uh, my family's history here in Georgia and kind of uh, putting a, a face on uh, the injustices that they uh, saw. But mainly, I make my argument starting with uh, that Southern Homestead Act. That was the most critical piece of legislation that uh, was put forward on our behalf after the Civil War was over, in my estimation. The Southern Homestead Act, that was the most that was the most uh, progressive uh, piece of legislation that ever was put forth to help American Americans that would have been a form of uh, reparation. That would have been had they gave uh, uh, allowed uh, uh, help those people acquire the 46 million acres. Not only would it have benefited the people, it would have benefited the whole entire country. Uh, racism got in the way of that, and racism got in the way of that. Come on, that's all. That's all. Uh, when it boils down to it. Racism got in the way of uh, 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 the one, uh, the most significant piece of legislation that has ever been uh, put on the books of this country uh, uh, to deal with uh, some uh, form of reparation was that Southern Homestead Act of 1866, setting aside 46 million acres of property. Uh, to be avail- to be made available for the ex-slaves, the most um, progressive piece of uh, legislation, but because of the separate equal laws and the uh, uproar from the whites uh, here in the South, uh, that land was never uh, fully distributed uh, to the people. Some 43 million acres went back to the government in 1876, and the law was repealed. And taken off of the uh, the books of Congress, as the illiterates uh, of the uh, people were starting to uh, uh, learn to read and write, to comprehend contracts and the thing, and accumulate a small amount of, uh, of monies. They repealed the law and took the property away. Took the property away from uh, the ex-slaves they are. 
That was a moral sin in my mind. Hey, hey. That was a moral sin there. That promised land that was gone now. They took that promised land away and put it and gave it back to the government. Now they asked me uh, <laughs> today to not uh, ask the government uh, for reparation. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the government repealed uh, the Southern Homestead Act, the Congress of 1876. Repeal that took it off the books for no other, for no reason. What was the reason for the uh, repealing uh, the Southern Homestead Act? They didn't repeal the Homestead Act out there in the, uh, the West that set aside 250 million acres for uh, most of white people that stayed on the uh, books for until now. <laughs> Still, somebody's grazing cattle out there on some of that property right now. <laughs> hey. And the 46 million acres that would have uh, done all the good in the world for people who had been enslaved 250 years, who had built and was the backbone of the country's uh, uh, economy, uh, they didn't have that. Racism got in the way of uh, doing, uh, got in the way of uh, doing what would have been. Uh, honorable, uh, I think, that they uh, uh, allowed the uh, ex-slaves. Uh, it's been uh, uh, estimated that over two million uh, of the ex-slaves could have uh, uh, occupied that place. Imagine that. Thirty million acres could have been uh, uh, cleared and uh, lumber sold off of it, whatever, uh, uh, and uh, they had the skills to do it. The blacks had skills to clear the land to uh, uh, make a living ownership of it. That was valuable. Real estate's the only value you got in this country. Yeah. That would have greatly enhanced their uh, uh, foundation uh, to uh, uh, assimilate into the society outside of uh, integrating, uh, segregating into your white neighborhoods. Yeah. They couldn't see the forest or the trees back then because had they allowed the blacks to uh, have the land, that would have solved their problem. That was, the land, uh, blacks would have ran for that land. Uh, by the time they got educated enough, it took them about 15 years to get literate enough to know what was going on. By the time 1880 came around, 1881, when uh, Booker T. Washington started uh, Tuskegee down there, that 46 million acres was gone. And he was uh, damned to get looking for land so that we could get off to ourselves and do our own thing on our, you know, for ourselves. We didn't have no real estate. The real estate was gone. Hey, somebody said God don't like ugly. <laughs> God don't like ugly. And they took that land away from uh, those people, you know, my people. We wouldn't be talking about this economic inequality today. Had I, I make the case for that. This is just me. I make the argument that we wouldn't be having this economic inequality that they had. They gave us, uh, my people, that 46 million acres, uh, uh, which was set aside in the Southern Homestead Act. They had set it aside. They had set up the three million bureaus to run that thing and, every, and everything in place and had an outlaw from white people, from racists, talking about uh a uh, uh, wealth redistribution scheme. That's what they called it back then. They still call it that now. 
they call that 46 million acres set aside in the Homestead Act. Uh, wealth redistribution scheme. That's where it started from now. Way back then. They didn't want those black people to have not one thing so that they could keep them dependent on their uh, their whims so they could keep control of their labor. So that they could keep control of their labor costs. That's what that thing was all about, yeah. Depriving the people of their 14th Amendment rights, which are just, they had just, but uh, 600,000 people had just died for, they chose to uh, take it away, ignore it. Uh, hey, that man can't fix that thing. Uh, there is somebody who can. That man can't fix that thing right now. This 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 country is crazy too. Uh, we we think there's some crazy things going on in this country right now with uh, what's that economic inequality thing. That thing is serious, yeah. And the attitude of uh, uh, a significant minority that uh, is clamming up. Uh, is claiming up government. And it don't take it don't take too many. The minority can claim uh, uh, can uh, block that thing up. We already know that to close the government down for some twenty billion dollar cost. You know, you know, we and we asked for a hundred billion. They they spent a, a twenty billion. They wasted twenty billion in, uh, by closing the government down <laughs> for damn near a month. They waste twenty billion dollars. What we said. You owe us a hundred billion dollars in reparations. <laughs> you act like, uh, <laughs> hey. hey, y'all. That's just a fact. We, uh, We got to keep after it, y'all. We are. As long as the hospital's uh, around, we're going to be uh, keeping it. Uh, and now that it's out, out of the uh, bag, now that the cat's out of the bag, we know what this thing is all about. And it's about racism because it's, uh, uh, we can see it every day. A channel that uh, this black president, we can see it every day, channel that this black president that we have. Now, uh, folks may know, oh, I'd like to hear that, but that's just a fact. That is just a fact, y'all. Hey, y'all, uh, we're going to take another break here, y'all. Wow, it's about 830 in the ATL. How time fast when you're having fun, y'all. We're back on the air after a three-week break. Got a lot of energy tonight, y'all, but we got to stay at it because these are trying times, y'all. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, welcome back, Justin. Welcome back to Pastor Pastor and New York. Welcome to the Holy Show. This is just about it for us. This last, uh, getting back into the swing of things out here. My Facebook friends, how y'all doing? We, uh, what do we, uh, I guess we got through, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day is always a, uh, a somber day for for me as a uh, disabled veteran. I, I always uh, respect that uh, that weekend, that holiday. Trying to watch this stuff down with some water, y'all. We gotta keep the. <laughs> The calories up. We got to keep the calories up so that uh, we can get through this two-hour programming. Um, come to you live and in living color on Ball Talk Radio, y'all. Every Saturday at seven, from seven to nine, out here on Blog Talk. You can follow us on uh, our webpage, High School Black Forum. We've been out there. Been out here doing the program now for about five years. So yeah, we advocate advocate on behalf of Americans of African descent for social justice. And not because we don't love everybody, we just happen to be uh, part of that community and by extension. And Lord knows we need all the advocacy we can get. Uh follow me on my webpage, I got a blog. Follow me on my blog. You can get to my blog by going to my webpage, Hushmo Black. Go to HushmoBlack.com. Then from there, you just tab over to my blog page. We uh, post blogs out there on about a weekly basis, maybe daily. Depends on how often we decide to get out there and whenever we want to talk about something, <laughs> we'll, we'll put it on our blog. we got excerpt, excerpts from our book, Racism and Hate. Got about eight of them out there so far. The last one, we really want people to, uh, we want it to soak in. We haven't put any out there since uh, uh, the eighth uh, excerpt from that book. Uh, dealing with a petition that uh, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois put together, and that he put together uh, uh, to present to uh, the United Nations in uh, 1948. Just a powerful document that's uh, uh, everybody needs to read. <laughs> everybody needs to read. Uh, who uh, have any doubt about uh, the injustices we suffered under the simple equal laws? Read uh, the essay that uh, W. E. B. Du Bois, who was working for the uh, NAACP at that time, the Crisis Magazine. Everybody needs to read uh, what uh, Dr. Du Bois had to say about the plight of our people on the Zoom group. Right. 
Yeah. We our book is made up of a collection of essays and documents of chronicling our uh, our plight. So we weave it into a story. We weave it into a story. I got my mouth full, y'all. You shouldn't do that if you're on the air trying to broadcast, but somebody sets the snacks down in front of the hush And uh, we had to partake, partake, as they say. But uh, yeah, we. Uh, It's some great, great, uh, rare, uh, rare uh, takes on our uh, uh, history here in the country. There, but we paint a, I think we paint a pretty, a pretty uh, uh, riveting picture of uh, uh, just what uh, we had to uh, go through uh, here. I mean, things. I mean, everything's not doom and gloom. We, we, uh, our people, we uh, came a long, long ways uh, since arriving uh, on these shores some 400 years ago, 1619. We've we've come a long way, no doubt, under some under some of the most trying of times uh, or circumstances. We made it through. That's one thing to uh, enslave a man. It's quite another thing to. Uh, uh, Try and take away a spirit uh, is a whole different thing. There's a whole different uh, animal there. And we, uh, by the grace and mercy of God Almighty, made it, we made it through some point of view of some of uh, the worst inhumanities that uh, has ever been eaten on man uh, here in this country. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We made it through it all. I mean, yeah, I, I'm an indigenous to the country. I'm a real American. Yeah. We fought in all the wars. Me in Vietnam, I'm 100% Vietnam veteran, yeah. Wounded, stayed in the hospital a year, recovered from my uh, injury. So I, yeah, I'm like I like John McCain and all the rest of well, no, most of them for the service, most of the the ones that uh, <laughs> the hawkish, um, the lot 
I didn't even uh, participate in the, uh, our country's wars. Which get me to another point. I believe that uh, they need to bring the draft back. They need to bring that draft back so everybody, uh, every swinging dick in the country, have an opportunity to serve uh, into uh, in the, the defense of uh, this great nation. To serve in the defense of this great nation like I and millions of others uh, has done over the over the years, but you have a large uh, amount of people who would uh, enact, who would put our young uh, uh, men and women in uh, harm's way uh, uh, at the drop of a hat, but has never served uh, in combat or uh, the armed forces of the country. I, I, I think everybody, everybody needs to bear that, uh, that cross. Every citizen of this great country needs to stand up uh, and uh, uh, share in the defense of this country. They need to put that draft back and make sure that it happens. I'm all for, I'm all for the draft. They had a draft when I was coming out in the, the 60s. They had a draft when I went to Marine Corps. I joined the Marine Corps, but they had a draft. I had to go down and register when I turned 18. I register with the draft board. Yeah. We need to bring that thing back. Yeah, I uh, They need to bring that thing back. Because I don't like the way this is going right now. You got a one-sided uh, uh, cast of people going into the military. All the rich and the famous <laughs> uh, out there on the side. Excuse me, I uh, wish you all will. I see you can. I see you a gift box from time to time while you're out over there ducking and dodging bullets. But I can't. I can't go. Quite a day. Our young men and women women are stressed so thin. That's why so many of them come back from Afghanistan and Iraq for the fourth, fifth time uh, with the PTSD so severe that they can't uh, uh, cope with uh, society any longer. Suicide rate among them is sky high. It's, It's just crazy. It's just crazy. We've been at war like 14 years. <laughs> We've been at war like forever. Come on. Come on. The big king is still running around critiquing the president for the you know that guy. That guy's that guy's really scary. That's a scary person, there, Mister Wood, Mister Dick Cheney. Not sure what is he 
agenda is other than to try to, I don't know what his agenda is, really. I mean, surely he made money off of Halliburton and all that crazy junk that come into a little rapid war. But is that his agenda? I mean, it sounds far uh, Somebody get the feeling that it's far more sinister than that. Let's get the feeling. Uh, and the guy is just creepy. He, he just throw out a creepy vibe to me. I don't know. Is that, can y'all ever get the uh, vibes like that from anyone? This guy gave me uh, just uh, seemed to throw out this creepy vibe. Vibes that, uh, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Yeah. Well, Mr. Dick Cheney. I don't know. Hey, uh, we uh just about going to have to let you go. We got another one in the books, y'all. We just about got another one in the books here. Wow, not quite yet, but it's, it's approaching the bewitching hour. It is approaching the bewitching hour here in the ATL, y'all, for the Hushmore Black Forum May. We uh, just get back into it. Uh, this thing's going to be crazy, y'all, because we're going to be on this uh, reparation train for uh, probably uh, the rest of the year. We might be on it until the president they get out of office because we've got to uh, demand uh, uh of the reparations while he's in office. That's my, we got we got to uh, demand it while he's in office. We got our best chance to uh, get uh, some relief. Not because he's black. Not because he's uh, any color. That's because he uh, uh, is getting so much pushback from uh, uh, the crazies out there. And uh, one of the reasons for it is uh, racism. You see that. And uh, we've got to keep uh, keep moving ahead in our quest for uh, justice. That's what it is. The quest for justice. Nothing. More than uh, any other group of citizens who uh, who was injured by the state, uh, like those up in Connecticut who were sued for their Fourteenth Amendment uh, right, and we were already sued in one. Those of us who was born prior to 1954, we were already uh, won that case. <laughs> That's I can see. We have already won that case. When Brown set aside the uh, separate equal laws, that placing held in place. Yeah. Hey, try to just <laughs> hey, uh, 
Come back with us next week, y'all. Same place, same time. What is it, June 8th? I don't know, y'all. You know, I... $100 billion. Okay, let's see. What is it, June 8th? I'm trying to get my calendar together, y'all. We... We're just getting back uh, started out here. we got to get uh, acclimated all over again uh, next Saturday, June 7th. Come back and join in the conversation. Tell a friend about us, the High School Black Forum, coming to you on Blog Talk Radio every Saturday from 7 to 9 p.m. on Blog Talk, the High School Black Forum. Go to my website, hushmoblack.com. You can reach my Facebook page from there, my blog from there. Uh, tell a friend. We uh, need everybody to participate in this uh, struggle uh, that's, uh, that's before us. Well, I don't know what else we can do tonight, y'all. Yeah? We're gonna bring this thing to a bring this thing to a uh, to a uh, Lanishi Coates, yeah. A case for reparation, the Atlantic magazine. Check it out. It's a great, great article. It's a great, great uh um uh, uh, story on our uh, on the on the plight of uh, America's Africans. It presents more uh, ammunition for uh, seeking reparation on uh, on our on. Uh, behalf of some 41 million Americans today whose economic uh, uh, whose uh, economic uh, 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 rights has been uh, trampled on whose 14th Amendment rights has been trampled on here in this country well Let's see. Next week, we're going to get into uh, we're going to get into chapter ten in my book, a two-party system, and where that thing is at today. We're going to look at it in racism and hate in American reality. We're going to be looking at chapter ten, a two-party, uh, the two-party system that exists here in the country, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, one of those parties is uh, imploding. One of those parties is imploding, yeah. That Republican Party is getting ready to implode. It, 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 well, it's imploding in front of our very eyes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it has all to do with, uh, 
with the uh, injection of uh, the Dixiecrats into that Republican Party, the party of Lincoln, is now uh, has now been infiltrated by uh, the Dixiecrats. Imagine that. Imagine that the same folks who was at war uh, uh, with Lincoln, who Lincoln killed some 300,000 of them, and now uh, has now infiltrated his political party. Hey, y'all. <laughs> We're going to be dealing with it next week. Chapter 10 from Racism and Hate, a two-party, the two-party system here. We're going to look at it, y'all. Hey, until then, uh, y'all uh, be good out there in cyberspace. Uh, ciao. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.